We pick up at the bottom of fifty one B, Nun Aleph Amabet. Bukhanit Harina Numinitaik. What happens is the, the Mishnah said that in terms of a man is uh, married uh, a woman is married to a Kohen, uh, so it's a Kohenit, the wife of a Kohen. Um, it says that I will uh, bring her back to your province. Okay, so it says, now, I'm a rabbi, because uh, obviously you can't get married to her again uh, because of the fact that she is, uh, we assume, she has been molested and raped, and therefore he's not, unfortunately, not, not able to marry her. So, I'm a rabbi, commenting on that, what happens if it's forbidden marriage, for example, a widow to a Kohen Gadol, Still, in that situation, Chayv Lubaduta, he is obligated still to redeem this woman. Why? Shani Kureba of Kohenit Adrinach Lamidanateich. Uh, I will, in the case of this uh, woman, I will bring her back to the province, right? It doesn't say that he's allowed to marry her again, but uh, still, he can fulfill the uh, the. Uh, the clause of uh, bringing her back uh, to her province. So that, that still remains, even though in theory it's a forbidden marriage, uh, says Abai. Still, that doesn't make a difference. However, Mamzeret Nutina Le Israel, what happens if it's a Mamzeret or a, a Giboni to a, a normal Jewish person? Uh, in that situation, he's not uh, allowed uh, to, he's not liable to redeem her. Why? Shainu Nukareba Vodvinech. Uh, li leintu, right? Uh, it says that uh, there's no uh, the stipulation in the kutuba uh, that I'll take you back as a wife uh, is not fulfilled uh, in that situation because you're not allowed to maintain her as a uh, as as his wife anymore. He wasn't allowed to get married to in the beginning, uh, so therefore we say uh, he shouldn't doesn't have to redeem her because then it would mean that she'd be coming back to him as his wife and we want to discourage that. Obviously, we don't uh, allow that. So he's under no obligation to redeem her. Uh, that is a buyer's view. Uh, Rava Amar, Rava's uh, uh, got a different view. Calls issue Shvur Goremla, Chayv Lepidota. Rava says, listen, any time uh, where it's as a result of the capture that uh, makes her forbidden. Uh, he is liable to redeem her. Uh, but in the case of, uh, that's the, for example, if uh, this uh, Kohenet, this wife married to a Kohen, was captured, the, the capture uh, makes her um, uh, um, unforbidden to him, but, but not before that. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, that, that's it. So he has to go and redeem her. Okay, uh, if it was something else uh, that, that caused it to become forbidden to a husband, for example, uh, some extraneous factor, uh, for example, or inherent factor, uh, such as uh, then he does not have to redeem her uh, uh, in that situation. So there is that machloket between Abai and Rava about Amana Lekwain Gadol. Right, Lema Katanai. Maybe this machloket uh, Tanaim mirrors another one. Um, uh, it says, So what happens if a, uh, uh, the brighter says, if, uh, if a person t- uh, takes a vow against his wife, that his wife can't get any benefit from him, uh, and, and, and in that situation, it means that because his wife can't get any benefit from him, uh, he has to divorce her. Uh, and then, and then she gets captured. Uh, what happens is you have to redeem her first and then only afterwards you are divorced her and you give her the ketubah. You give her the ketubah because it's your fault, uh, that, uh, the man's fault that 
<coughs> she can't remain married uh, in that situation because he was the one that took the vow uh, against her. Rabbi Yeshua, my Rabbi Yeshua says, uh, uh, Rabbi Yeshua says, uh, no, what happens is uh, you pay her. Uh, for the, uh, the, the, the uh, you give her a get essentially, and therefore you'd have to end up paying her uh, for that, uh, uh, the kutubah, but they're under no obligation to uh, uh, to redeem her. Why? Uh, because of the fact that you can't take her back as uh, as your wife, uh, because of the fact that you've got a, a net air against her that you're not going to get benefit from her. So now, just a, a side piece over here uh, before we get on to the actual connection between the two. I'm uh, Rabbi Natan. Rabbi Natan asked, I said, ask Sumchus. Krishna, Rabbi Yeshua, Natan la Kutubata, the Enopode. When I said that he gives her the payment for the Kutuba and he does not have to redeem her, Kishidra Brasov Nishbait or Nishbait Brasov Hidira. Was that in the case uh, where? He'd made the vow first and then only afterwards she was captured, or is it even in the case uh, that she was captured and only afterwards he made the vow? The vow Marley, uh, then, and he replied to me, Lord Shamati, I haven't heard anything about this. It makes sense uh, to me that uh, it, w- it must be uh, the first case where he made the vow first and then only afterwards she was captured. Uh, if it was the case of uh, she was captured first and then only afterwards he makes the vow uh, to La Rume. Uh, what's going to happen? The, this is going to lead uh, to some kind of subterfuge by, on the husband's part. In other words, he might decide uh, that he does not want to uh, uh, redeem his wife, and then he's going to say, "Ah, you know what? Actually, uh, I didn't uh, forgot to mention uh, that my my wife is under vow." Uh, and and therefore uh, I'd have to divorce her anyway. So therefore I'm under no obligation to redeem her, uh, and that's that's uh, what what you would. Uh, that's why you wouldn't want that to happen. So therefore it must be that there was a pre-existing netter uh, before she was captured. Uh, so now the Gemara says, uh, going back, you know, so that's a you know, close brackets as it were, and and move on to the next, uh, you know, connecting the machloketanim. My love, when I do of Ashut Kohen, commercially, surely they're arguing about. Um, they argue about a, a Kohen who, who vows about his wife, uh, the, the wife of a Kohen, uh, can get benefit uh, from him. So on the one hand, Abai says like Rebeliezer, he says the husband has to redeem his wife, uh, even though she's forbidden to him, the same way on Amana the Kohen Gadol, uh, because uh, it was... Um, uh, it was you know, forbidden to him due to something other than the fact she was taken captive. It doesn't make a difference uh, to him because that was uh, written uh, in uh, in the in the contract beforehand. So so that's it. So so that that's it. And Rava Damak Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi is saying like Rabbi Yeshua, uh, where he says no, uh, anything that if it's only the capture uh, that causes uh, the. Um, the 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 issue, uh, then you can uh, th- then you don't have to do it. Okay, and that that's uh, is that what we are arguing about over here. Uh, and uh, and the Gemara says, "Lo, now Hakam Askinan, what are we talking about here?" Uh, it says, "Kogon Shinedra Ihi Avakamla Hu." No, maybe what this, uh, what we say is that actually it's it's not what we originally uh, thought. It may be it, it must be uh, that he vowed from her, and therefore he's under obligation to divorce her, and obviously. 
Uh, once you divorce her, then you can't take her back if we're talking about the wife of a Kohen. No, it's the other way around. Uh, it must be in a situation where, where, she, where she vowed not to get any benefit from him. Okay, so it still results in the breakdown of the marriage. Uh, and the husband, uh, you know, it says literally upheld it over here. Kamla, uh, he, he upheld it uh, by just keeping quiet and not uh, nullifying uh, the vow that she makes in a time as uh, manner. He's got a he's got a certain amount of time to do it. We're going to see in the Darim uh, a lot of this. I think we're even going to see it later on in our Masechet as well. Uh, what what to do about vows and the like. Uh, but yeah, in this situation, the husband uh, did not nullify it, so therefore it, it goes in place. Uh, and uh, and and therefore the wife uh, he has to divorce his wife. And actually, in this situation. Um, she actually wouldn't get the kutub because she actually uh, caused the breakdown in this marriage. We'll, we'll see that in a second. Rebeleza uh, Savar, according to the story, Rebeleza says, listen, it's like he put his finger between her teeth. In other words, because he never nullified the vow, uh, he caused it to take effect and therefore uh, he still has to redeem her and then bring her back uh, to uh, her hometown, to her province, uh, and that, that is what he has to do. So that is Rebeleza's view. No, she put her own finger uh, between her teeth. She caused herself the damage because she was the one that vowed in the first place and therefore uh, she caused the breakdown of the marriage and uh, as a result, uh, the husband is under no obligation to redeem her. Maybe that is the um, the, 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 the connection uh, between the two. Uh, and the Gemara says, E. Um, he not now etzba uh, If Rabbi Yeshua says it's her between, you know, putting her finger uh, between her own teeth, she caused the damage. Uh, why does he have to pay the kutuba? Because we said he's allowed. He should pay the kutuba. He's under no obligation to redeem her. But if it's her that makes the vow, uh, then she she caused the breakdown in the marriage. And if she causes the breakdown in the marriage, then we don't say that the husband has to pay a kutuba because it's the wife's fault that the marriage breaks down. Uh, and that's uh, and that's n- nothing to do with him. So therefore, he's not liable for the kutuba. Uh, so that's the one problem that we got with this explanation. But two, uh, we have another problem uh, with it. I'm a Rabbi Natan. Rabbi Natan says, Shalti Tsumkus, Aos Tsumkus, Kushima Rabbi Shur Natan la kutuba tab, Aino Pode, Kushiturup Nishbait, or Nishbait Vasof Hitira, Amala Lo Shamati, right? And we just quote what we said before. Rabbi Natan asked him because Rabbi Shur said that he pays her the kutuba, he doesn't have to redeem her. Was that a vow and then she gets captured, or was that? Uh, captured and then vowed. And he says, I haven't heard about this, but we can assume uh, that it must be uh, she took the vow first, uh, or he took the vow first, and then was captured. Otherwise, we're worried uh, that the husband is going to uh, just, just say that. So, but now, that's the thing that only works if he makes the vow. Uh, but if the case, uh, if, if it's where uh, because why, why would we say that? It's only if he makes the vow because then he could somehow uh, decide that he doesn't want to redeem her and then he says, oh, you know what, I've got a vow uh, against her as opposed to e nadra e. but if it's her uh, that vowed not to get any benefit from him, uh, it says, Mali uh, hidira, 
Lesof Nishbait, Mali Nishbait. Lesof Hidira, what's the difference? Who, uh, you know, what the order of events is, uh, whether, she, she, you know, he's, he upheld her vow and then uh, she was then captured or uh, whether uh, she was captured first and then upheld her vow. It doesn't make a difference because uh, both way, uh, we're not worried about the husband in this situation uh, because she was the one that took the vow. So therefore that can't be the explanation. We're given these two points against it. Ella, Lulam, Adra, you. So it must be, going back uh, to our previous explanation, it must be that he was the one uh, that, that vowed that she can't get any benefit from him. And each of both a buyer and Rabbi can explain it according to their opinions. A buyer goes according to his opinion. What's that? Abaya uh, says, as he said in the beginning, um, with regard to this uh, widow that's married to Kohen uh, Gadol, doesn't make a difference. He is obligated to redeem her uh, because uh, the clause in the Ketubah says that I'll return you to your province. And, and that's it. So it doesn't mean he'll take her back as a wife. Uh, uh, and also, Mamzeret Netina Israel and Mamzeret Netina Israel Kula Amelo Pligi, Dain Chaivalabaduta. Uh, with a mamzeret and an atina to Israel, of totally forbidden marriage. Uh, but the clause in the contract of the ketubah says that <clears throat> I'll return you to my wife. And in this situation, because of forbidden marriage, we wouldn't allow such a thing. So therefore, everyone would agree uh, that he's under no obligation. Uh, that he's under no obligation to redeem her. Okay, he doesn't have to redeem her. And similarly, in the case of a kohen uh, who vows against his wife, uh, no one argues about the fact uh, that he uh, that he has to uh, take her back again. Because why? Amana, the Kohen Gadol. That's exactly the same as a widow to the, the Kohen Gadol. And now, keep pligi. Uh, so what is the argument about, according to Bai? Uh, uh, the question is, with the wife of Yisrael uh, that uh, vows that, uh, you know, can she, she's not going to get she can't get benefit from him. Uh, Rebeleza says, listen, what do you do when you look at the situation? Uh, you look at when the ketubah was uh, was written. Okay, because the ketubah uh, was was written, and at that stage uh, there was no letter in place, and therefore, as a result, uh, the uh, he said he could bring her back to be his wife. So he took that obligation on initially, and once he took it on initially, it doesn't make a difference that the vow came at a later point in time. Uh, still, the vow to I mean the obligation to redeem her uh, take, took place first. Okay, even though in theory he can't live with her anymore, uh, so but but that's uh, that that's you know the the first obligation to redeem her uh, was was there initially. Okay, as opposed to Rabbi Yeshua, as a batter of soft, Rabbi Yeshua follows the status of the woman at the very end. Uh, because he said, listen, what do we do? It's about the time that she was captured. At the time she was captured, it doesn't make a difference what the Ketubah says, uh, but at the time she was captured, she was under vow. Okay, and uh, and that's it. So therefore, uh, practically, you can't take her back as a wife, and therefore, he does not have to uh, <coughs> ransom her, doesn't have to bring her back, uh, redeem her. Okay, and that is all, therefore, a buyer can explain it in consonance with his view. Uh, Rava, Matarasatama, Rava can explain it according to his understanding. Amala, uh, he says, in all of these cases of forbidden marriage, uh, exactly as we uh, saw in the in the first statement of Rava, he says because the the capture wasn't the cause of uh, of this 
um, uh, problem over there. It it's only should only be forbidden to him as a result of the capture. This woman was forbidden to him, whether Sanamana, Lakwa, and Garo, and Mazeret Natini Israel was forbidden to him uh, from the get go. He wasn't ever allowed to be married to this woman, and therefore he does not have to redeem her. Ki Pligi, what is the argument about? Menaru, Bain Oshet Kwain, Bain Oshet Israel. The question is, uh, you, you, uh, you vow that your wife can't get benefit from him. It doesn't make a difference, uh, the wife of a Kohen or, or the wife of Yisrael. Uh, in, in all of those situations, uh, it's, uh, the question is uh, what, uh, you know, the, the original marriage was fine. And, and now, as a result of the capture, we are uh, in, in doubt. Okay, and again, Rabbi Leezer, Rabbi Leezer follows her status at the beginning of it and said, because the Ketubah uh, took place first and then there was no vow in place, uh, so therefore you have to follow through on the Ketubah. However, uh, Rabbi Yeshua, Azubatesov, Pasof, Rabbi Yeshua follows her uh, status at the end, and because you can't fulfill the obligation to to keep her as a wife, uh, because of the factor, then you know other than uh, this uh, the fact that she was captured, uh, you have to you don't have to redeem her, and that's so uh, each of them can explain it according to their understanding. All right, quoting the mission again. If she's captured, the husband is obligated to redeem her. Okay, Tanurabanan, we now have a brighter. Nishbet bechaya bala vakakach mate bala. What happens? You captured during your husband's life, uh, and then the husband didn't uh, get to do anything, and then afterwards he dies. Um, so now we say, what is the situation in that uh, in that case? Hikubar uh, bala. The distinction that's made uh, by the Chachamim here. Uh, um, that uh, he says uh, the if the husband was aware that she was captured uh, that it says then the uh, the heirs have to go and uh, they are under obligation to go and redeem her uh, if the husband was not aware uh, that his wife uh, was captured it says uh, then there, there's no obligation the heirs don't have to come and redeem this woman okay so it all depends now we're kind of introducing a new factor uh, i.e. the husband's knowledge uh, of what has happened. Uh, that is the Chachamim. So Levi Savar Lemev had Uvda Kihai Matnita. Levi wanted to follow uh, this brighter in practice. Amali Rav, Lay Rav, Rav replied to him, it says, Hachay Amar Kivivi, my close, uh, my, the, the person that I'm close to, uh, or my uncle, uh, and that was Rabbi Kia. Uh, this is what he said. Later, the halacha does not go like that. Brata ela kihai detanya goes according to the following, like in a different brata. Nishbeit lacha mita tbala eno yatomim chayvin lepdota. It says you're captured after the death of her husband. Uh, it says eno yatomim chayvin lepdota. Then she's under no obligation to redeem her. The husband is dead, uh, uh, you know, and he was the one that took the obligation. So the yatomim. I do not have to redeem her in that situation. And uh, moreover, uh, even if she was captured during the lifetime of her husband, and then afterwards the husband dies, uh, then uh, then the uh, orphans uh, do not have to redeem her. Obviously, this is talking about a step uh, mother, one would assume, because of the fact that otherwise it's uh, against their own mother, they wouldn't redeem her. That seems a bit strange. So it must be talking about a stepmother uh, under no obligation to redeem her. Uh, 
into uh, that I'll bring you back as a wife uh, that can't be fulfilled obviously because the husband is no longer alive okay and uh, so that that is that another case uh, what happens if she was captured and then they want 10 times uh, the amount of the of the normal ransom for uh, captives like this uh, the first time he has to redeem her uh, uh, after that, if it happens again, uh, if he wants to, he can, uh, but he, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, No, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, listen, you don't redeem captives at more than their values because that is uh, uh, for the betterment of society. Uh, why? Because if they were, uh, that just creates a market uh, for for people that uh, you know would would capture people and demand these high uh, kidnapping and ransom fees. Okay, and that's uh, if you see they they've got a business. If you don't uh, um, allow yourself to be redeemed, uh, the, the market will disappear. So I think on a practical level, uh, uh, this actually happened uh, with the Marami Rottenberg. The Marami Rottenberg was actually captured, and uh, they demanded this exorbitant price. Uh, from him and uh, he, he refused to allow even though he was the like the greatest person in the generation or one of the greatest people in the generation he refused to allow uh, the Jewish people to uh, redeem him and he actually died as I understand in captivity because of the fact that uh, they uh, uh, he, he didn't want this to become a market uh, for, for non-Jews otherwise he said what's going to happen is they're just going to ca- carry on capture more and more Jews and that is going to uh, lead to the impoverishment of the Jewish community and, and it's just going to lead to more trouble for the Jews. So he said, listen, I will sacrifice myself, uh, but but break the market so they won't capture Jews again. Okay, and Baruch Hashem, we don't really hear uh, uh, that much uh, about, you know, capturing Jews uh, for ransom uh, by the non-Jews. Obviously, you do have uh, soldiers and the like that are captured, captured and uh, we have uh, situations, uh, that, you know, in the not- uh, not 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 that long ago, uh, whereby we do make these um, uh, barters and and trades etc. for 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 terrorists and the like. But anyway, that's uh, on a practical level. That uh, you know it it it, uh, uh, it rises. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of questions arise as a result. Anyway, that's uh, uh, not uh, way beyond the remit of uh, these these shirim. Anyway, uh, but but going is again. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says you don't uh, redeem captives and more that they they're worth because of tikkun olam. Uh, <coughs> good day to mayhem. The implication is though, at their value put in, you would redeem them. I forgot the 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 pre corner Even though the amount uh, that they might fetch might even be more uh, than um, their kutuba is worth. Uh, Rumini, uh, we challenge this though. Uh, a similar type of writer, but yeah, uh, instead of ten times their worth, we have here yeah, the woman was captured and the captors captors were seeking. Uh, ransom worth uh, 10 times her ketuba. It says, Pam Rishona Pode, the first time the husband does have to redeem her. Mikan Vailech, Ratsa Pode, Ratsa, Eina Pode. If after that uh, she gets captured again, if he wants to uh, redeem her, he can, but he's under no obligation to do so. Uh, Rabbi Shimon Begamla Omer, in this uh, brata, Rabbi Shimon Begamla says, Imayu. 
says no. If the if it's equal uh, to the the kutuba, uh, the ransom that they're asking for is equal to kutuba, he redeems her. If not, if it's greater, uh, then he does not have to redeem her. Uh, and that's uh, that, that's that. All right. So now, uh, you know, what, it's you know, what what is it based on? Is it based on the value of the capture, and is it or is it based on the value of her kutuba? Uh, seems to be two brothers contradicting each other. Uh, Robin Shuman Gamliel uh, try kula itla. Uh, actually, what Robin Shuman Gamliel says actually there are two leniencies uh, with it. He says you don't pay more than the general amount, and also uh, it can't be more uh, than the kutuba, even though it's uh, the the the, the kutuba. Um, assume is less than the uh, the value of the, the 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 market rate for captives he says you, you know even you don't pay the market rate for captive if it's greater than her kutuba all right quoting the mission again uh a woman gets sick uh, he has to the husband is under obligation to heal her to pay for medical expenses uh, in the case of this widow who is living off the the late husband's estate, uh, the, the she she uh, the the, proper, the orphans have to support her, and she needs uh, medical treatment. Uh, she that is also treated as uh, the same as food, uh, etc. And uh, it's lachmas or not, and they have to the orphans have to pay for this medical cost. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel again in this situation he says, "Omay rufa sheesha kitzva nitra and makes a distinction he says uh, in terms of treatment that's got a fixed cost let's say it's a, a hospital um, uh, an operation or something like that that's got a fixed cost uh, he says that is uh, from the kutuba you can deduct that from the kutuba uh, and uh, you'd pay that amount less it's like she's got the money up front uh, and uh, she she's uh, received it uh, and you would deduct it off the kutuba as opposed to uh, if it's not uh, if it's got no uh, if it's just an ongoing uh, amount on a on a regular basis uh, some type of medicine or something like that uh, then that is like uh, just sustaining it's the same as food and drink I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan comments on this. Asu has a cut down by Eretz Yisrael. Kurofua she'ain la kitzva. The rabbi said that in Israel, uh, bloodletting is like uh, something that doesn't have a fixed cost. Uh, just is done on a regular basis, and therefore uh, the heirs would have to pay uh, for that uh, for the bloodletting. Kreva the Rabbi Yochanan have la ita aba the have tsricha rufua kolima. The relatives of Rabbi Yochanan had to take care of the wife of their father obviously again a step for a step a stepmother uh, over here and she needed this the, the chronic treatment uh, everyday treatment and therefore uh, it was it was very expensive from them so they came in front of him um you know, and uh, it's Atud Kamei, the Rabbi Yochanan, that came in front of him to ask him what to do. So Amaluhu, he says, listen, <coughs> I've got an idea for you. Eizlu, katsu lei midei rofe. What you can do is go fix Get him out a lump sum for for the doctor. The doctor tell the doctor, listen, I'm going to pay you this up front, and once I pay you this up front, uh, then you know you'll you'll take it on an ongoing basis uh, to heal this um uh, the wife of my uh, late father over there. All right, and that uh, and that is and, and that's what they did. At Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan later on regretted what he's done, and he says, Asinu atzmenu ko'orcha He says, we made ourselves like lawyers in this situation. 
and that's you know the the, the Mishnah in Pirkavot says Al Tase Atzmachak Or Chayadanim. You should not make yourself like a lawyer and 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 work out uh, ways. He said that that's not uh, that's not good to advise you know different sides etc. Uh, I, I regret what I've done. So the Gemara just asked me, Kara, Ma'asavarosov, Ma'asavar. At the beginning, what was he thinking? And now at the end, after he regretted it, what is he thinking? Me'kara, Sava, Umisabrecha, Lo, Tit, Alem. He says at the beginning, he says, You're not allowed to hide yourself away from your family. He says, I should help my family and give them advice over there. Ulusov Savar in the end he held no Adam Khashiv Shani. He says no, uh, an important person like me has to be held to 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 higher standards. I can't go and allow this because other people uh, could come and uh, um uh, you know uh, get different leniencies or else it's a type of could even be uh, a chilul uh, uh, of it etc you know so it's like uh, it would seem people would uh, would, would think uh, that he's just <coughs> favoring his family and that's not good for an important person all right the Mishnah then says right it says any male children that you have Kutuvin we have uh, been discussing it but now we actually uh, there's the uh, the uh, the source really for it uh, on, on on you know in this Mishnah uh, the male children uh, that that you have will inherit the money of your of, of the ketubah in addition to the portion of the inheritance they get with the other brothers. Okay, what what is the situation? Uh, is that uh, you have a father in this situation wants to to give uh, his his daughter a dowry. Let's let's call it a thousand. Uh, he gives his daughter a dowry of a thousand to bring into the marriage. Uh, she gets married to the husband, uh, and they have, uh, let's say, uh, a, a two children, two boys, uh, just for ease of use over here. Uh, and um, I'm not going to get into the the actual um, uh, discussion whether uh, you know the the bechor and all stuff like that. But just say, let's say, two boys, and then uh, the wife dies, and uh, and the husband goes and marries uh, another wife, and uh, and uh, her ketubah, uh, what she brings in, uh, is is only a hundred. Uh, let's say, <coughs> you know, the he, the guy has kept all the money and and the, and the fruit and everything equal it. So basically, there's now one thousand uh, one hundred in the estate, and he's got uh, another uh, three children uh to 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 support over here so so what happens is in that situation uh if he would die um <clears throat> uh the the thousand that uh the that was brought into the marriage you don't look at it as at one thousand one hundred in the state you look at a thousand shared between the two uh and then you look at uh the hundred shared between the five that is how it, it should work uh, then that's Ketubat uh, bin and the reason for that is because uh, the father of the original bride, the first wife, uh, doesn't want his inheritance to get uh, that he gives her. He gives her a nice dowry. He doesn't want that to get uh, spread around uh, to to uh, non-relatives on his side. If it goes to his grandchildren, that's great. Uh, but if it doesn't, uh, then he would be upset, and he would not uh, go ahead and give a big dowry in the first place. So even in this situation. Um, uh, if you don't write the Ketubin, uh, the, the Benin Dekrin uh, statement in the Ketubah, 
it says chayav shu tenagaitim. It's considered if uh, it was in uh, because that's a condition of the court. Okay, and even if it wasn't explicitly put in, uh, it's as if it's been put in. Uh, similarly, benin nukuvin dahavan lechi minay yahavan yatvan bevati uzutan minixay ad the tokun le guvran. Okay, something also that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a lot about. Um, <coughs> Uh, young girls uh, that, uh, that that are, are that that we're going to have together will also they'll be able to to stay in the house and uh, eat eat from our property until they get taken by men. In other words, until they get married. Uh, if you don't put that in, uh, it's considered yichayev. You still have to do it uh, because that is uh, tonight. It's considered a condition of the court. Right. Um, uh, third phrase that we look at at tia yatva beveti mitzana minixa kolimai megar al metaich beveti. The pasuk, the, I mean the, the the phrase in the in the kutuba that says if you sit in my house, uh, you are allowed to be sustained from my property all the days that you live as a widow inside my house. In other words, the obligation of uh, the the heirs to go and support the wife, uh, the the. the the widow in this situation uh, that um that is uh, required uh, and, uh, and and as long as she remains a widow if she starts going uh, and, uh, and 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 marrying once she start when she gets married to another person obviously then the ketubah uh, you know does not uh, she, she can't she can't get sustained she would have to get paid out uh, uh, earlier okay so so therefore um uh, we say about that, um, uh, that, that you know that we, we say well, that that's written in even though it's not written in chayv shoot tonight and again uh, that's a condition of the court and uh, there's no need to uh, to explicitly write it in one should write it in but uh, if it's not it's uh, we consider it as if it was written in all right so now we just have a bit of a historical uh, background the people in Jerusalem that's exactly how they used to write their kutubas the people in Galil the Galilee used to write like the people of Jerusalem however Yehuda uh, the people in Yehuda, uh, really Jerusalem is part of it, but obviously it was separate. They didn't follow the, the general principle over there. The people of Yehuda, how you could find what they, they wrote, a uh, slightly different version. Um, and until you, uh, the, the Yorshim have got the power, instead of it being up to the woman uh, and deciding if she's ready to re- get remarried, and once she decides she's, she gets remarried, uh, then uh, you'd have to pay her out the ketubah. Uh, until then, she's entitled to sustenance. Uh, as opposed to the people of, of Yehuda said as follows, uh, until uh, the Yorshin decides. So it's up to the, the heirs to decide. Uh, if they decide to give this woman a ketubah, uh, they want to, as we say, said, probably a stepmom, uh, uh, you know, out the house, etc. They don't want to, you know, we'll give her her, um, her amount. And what happens is, she's um, uh, then she gets, uh, uh, she, she, she doesn't have any claims on the estate anymore because they've paid off via Ketubah. Again, so that's, uh, you know, therefore if they want to, they can give her the Ketubah and release her. Uh, and therefore she has to sort herself out. Uh, she's essentially been cut free uh, from, from the house. So in, in the, as opposed to Yushalayim and the Galil, uh, where, you know, it's up to her how long she wants to stick around. Uh, the people of um Yehuda, uh, Yehuda would say, listen, uh, they can decide uh, if, the, if the woman, we say, uh, the woman 
is uh, you know eating too much or depleting the estate, uh, just pay her kutuba and then uh, you know uh, get rid of her as it were. All right, um, <clears throat> so now we just comment on the Ketuvin bin Nidikrin, a few stipulations uh, from that. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon, Ben Yochai, Rabbi Yochanan, says name Rabbi Shimon Yochai. We know Ma'at Kinu, Ketuvah bin Nidikrin. Why do we have uh, these Ketuvah bin Nidikrin? Kedai Shikpot, Adam, Viktov, Libito, Kivano, right? You want to give it so that a man uh, wants to, you know, jump in and uh, and, and write, uh, giving the daughter uh, an amount of money as big as his sons. Because, uh, Otherwise, Ketubah uh, bin Nikrin says, listen, even if your daughter dies and the husband inherits, uh, you know, the, the dowry uh, that he's got, it's eventually going to be inherited by her sons, either the grandchildren, uh, when, when the husband dies. So, so therefore, uh, he knows that the grandchildren are going to do it. Therefore, he's prepared uh, to give a large amount of money as a dowry. Uh, it says, Magora comments on this, actually, Umika Midi Drachmana Amabara, is there anything that, uh, you know, for example, the Torah says uh, that, uh, that, that sons inherit, not daughters. Uh, okay. Amabra, Leirot, Batra, Lotairot. Sons inherit, daughters don't inherit. Vatirabanan, Matakne, the Tairot, Batra, and Brata. And now the rabbis come and say that the daughter does inherit. Surely that's. Um, uh, practically what's happening is that you you now uh, subverting the laws of inheritance and the Gemara says no achinami uh, dorati there's actually um, <clears throat> uh, also from the Torah who dictiv kachu lanshim validu panim benot uchu levnehem nasha et benotachem tenu laanashim because Yirmiyah says I think this is uh, at the time of the destruction he says listen uh, we're going to exile for a while uh, take wives yourself in exile and have sons and daughters and take wives your sons give your daughters the husband uh, etc so the Gemara just uh, comments on this it says well uh, how exactly do we do such a thing um, it's one thing Bishlam Abanim uh, we can understand uh, the, the, the sons we can you know take wives your sons that's fairly easy uh, every day come uh, Right, uh, you can take wives for your sons, but, but daughters to husbands, Ella Benotan, Mikaran, be day. So, so it's, it's surely it's up to the male to make the uh, the first move over here. And, and who says that uh, they're going to like his daughters? So, he has to be more passive in that situation. Uh, so, therefore, uh, hi, Kamash No, this is what it's coming to tell us. It says, uh, You should dress her and uh, and and, and cover her, etc., and give her, you know, some some you know money, etc., property. So that's what's going to happen. Kiaki to capture Allah. People are going to jump uh, towards her. They see there's a, a, a wealthy woman, and uh, it's, it's you know from a a nice uh, from a nice family, etc., and they're going to jump and about to next Allah, and then they'll 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 marry her. So it's it's within uh, the guy's power, uh, not directly but indirectly, to ensure uh, that his daughters will get married as well. So that's how you can do that. But Kama, how much should a person give of his, uh, um, uh, uh, his uh, property, okay, to his daughters? Abai, Rava, Amatavai, Abai, and Rava both say, Ad Isu, Nixa, and uh, up to the tenth of all the property should be given to this daughter for her kutuba, her dowry, uh, the dowry into the kutuba. So if that's what, what it is, it says, you know, maybe um, if the 
the father in this situation uh, gave a substantial amount, uh, then we should say uh, the Ketubah and Ben Nikrin uh, works. Uh, but if it doesn't, uh, then then we shouldn't. Um, you know, if the, the husband, um, uh, you know, that... Um, uh, oh, sorry. This, this is a previous. Uh, it's another. It's another question. First, are we going to get to the other one? Uh, maybe we should say uh, the from the father. In our example, we said only the father's amount they should inherit, i that thousand rand. Uh, but the husband's amount, once he dies, uh, then the, the the hundred they should not uh, get. So if he, uh, you know, the just children three, four, and five should inherit the hundred, and uh, and and the thousand uh, should go to one and two specifically. Okay. So if that's the situation, uh, the you know the the father of the bride will also not do the the, the large dowry first, uh, because listen, he says, listen, this guy might uh, do well, and therefore I want him to have money uh, from all areas. So therefore he's also not gonna he's gonna be uh, stingy, and that that's gonna lead to problems. All right, so the Gemara says, So what happens is, in the situation where the, the father of the bride comes and writes a large diary, as in our example of a thousand, uh, then uh, you can have Ketuvit Benin Dikrin, okay, but when he doesn't, uh, then you don't have to have it, you know, if he gives a small amount, uh, insignificant amount, uh, maybe you don't have to be so specific, because he doesn't really care either way. Uh, that uh, about his grandchildren and how much they inherit, or maybe he can't afford it. Whatever the case is, maybe we wouldn't have October bin Dikrin if there's a small amount given by the father of the bride. And the Gemara said, "Law plug Rabbanan." Law plug Rabbanan means that the rabbis did not distinguish uh, between these cases. Really, their main purpose was to make sure that the uh, the father would give he, the the daughter a large amount. Maybe, as we said, uh, they uh, the, he. Um, couldn't do uh, such a thing. He was uh, not wealthy enough. Whatever the reason was, uh, it says that he doesn't have to. Um, uh, but the rabbis didn't distinguish between those two cases. Uh, but bain abanim nami terut. What happens if you know if if it's the, the we, we trying to ensure uh, that the money of the ketubah will remain with the 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 daughters uh, the woman's descendants right the first wife's descendant. What about if you had a daughter from the one woman uh, and then you have other sons from another woman? A daughter should also. Uh, in, inherit that uh, like you know why does it have to only be the males okay and it says uh, no that is a situation if it was uh, inheritance as well uh, the same way as uh, males inherit and females don't uh, that that is the same thing about why don't you say that a daughter uh, if the other daughters that she should inherit you have a daughter from your wife and then the other children also daughters now you know in this case the daughters divide everything up um you know why don't we just say uh it, it, it would apply instead of ketubin benin dikrin it should be ketubin um bat dikrin as well uh and uh, why, why don't we say such a thing the Gora says law palograbanan law plograbanan again the same idea uh there's no uh, splitting between the cases uh uh, but in in terms of uh, what about you know if the the document the kutuba uh, says uh, these these males could collect even from um, uh, movables metal uh, you know why what would we allow that no we don't it says kutuba shavya shavha rabana no the rabbi say listen it has to be like a regular kutuba uh, which we said could only be collected from land all right we as we said that was in the times of Gomorrah now it's uh, it's everything anyway. Uh, 
tariff mishibure. Maybe it could even be collected from uh, property that the father, from lien property, property that the father sold after writing the kutubah. Viratun tenan yerut inherit and inheritors. Uh, is don't get inherited property after it has been sold. Uh, maybe in the situation where all that's in the in the um uh, ketubah is exactly I mean all that's in the estate is exactly amount for the ketubah uh, not even a dinar more. Okay, uh, maybe this should also apply, and you should split it that way. Makom nachla dorata So we say, listen, in the case uh, where where this would uproot uh, the nachla, the, the the decree of inheritance, uh, you know, from the Torah, the rabbis did not uh, agree to the ketubat benindikrin. Okay, this would, would mean that uh, there's uh, the, there'd be other sons that wouldn't get anything, and only the the the, the, the children of that first marriage uh, would get something and and the Gomorrah says no that that is not allowed because uh that, that would be unfair to uh the others all right that is a good place to stop we will uh so everyone should have a great day